Welcome to Married by Design. Having a fantastic second half of life, that's what we've been looking at in this series. What are the principles that we need to keep in mind as we plan to live out that great adventure? That's what we'll be looking at this week on Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to Married by Design and the final episode in the series entitled The Best is Yet to Be. We're looking at the concept that the second half of our life from roughly 45 to glory does not have to be a downward slide or struggling to get through the experience. By God's grace, it can and should be a time of great excitement and fulfillment. We've read the first stanza from the poem by Robert Browning, and we want to read it again as we close out the series. Grow old along with me, the best is yet to be, the last of life for which the first was made. Our times are in his hand, who saith, a whole I planned. Youth shows but half. Trust God, see all, nor be afraid. There is some wonderful biblical truth that we've looked at. To believe that the best is yet to be, because we believe in a great God, who is still working and has a plan for the second part of our lives. Do you understand that the first part of life is only preparation for the second half because God grants us through those early years a great amount of wisdom and understanding to apply in our later years? To rest in the fact that our times are in His hands and that He has planned it all out. Therefore, we don't have to be afraid and distressed about the things that we all go through. God is in complete control And therefore, we need to set out to have a boldness and to enjoy the second half of our life. That's the idea of stepping out in faith. This life is meant to be lived to the fullest. You see over and over in the Bible the challenge to step out in faith and trust God for great things. Expecting God's amazing work through and in us makes life exciting. So in this last episode, we're looking at how to push through the hesitancy to take those steps that will give you a memorable life of great impact on those around you, to go for broke in your faith. With all the things that you have to consider in managing the second part of your life, it's important to remember why you're here and not lose focus on your purposes. We've had episodes that we talked about your impact on your spouse, your family, even your neighbors. Having a fantastic life is not about being independently wealthy and just playing golf. I never really was into golf. I'm not putting that down and certainly not discouraging people from playing golf while they retire. But it has become the stereotypical retirement. Playing golf, having an early dinner, just tinkering around the house all day. But I think we need to add to those diversions of retirement why God has placed you here and what He has you to do with the time that you have. And to continue to be motivated and encouraged to work with achieving those purposes. When Joe and I were first married, we went to church in West L.A. We remember a couple that attended there also, Bill and Doris Lent. They were in their 80s at the time and seemed ancient to us in our early 20s. Bill went to be with the Lord and left Doris alone. We were amazed and still remember her example to this day. While in her 80s, she decided that she wanted to go skydiving for the first time. It was tandem skydiving with a trained skydiver, but it was still an amazing feat and expressed her great boldness and excitement about the second part of her life. She wasn't just sitting on her front porch in a rocking chair. 
That is a great example. It's just like the Lord encouraged Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua was facing great challenges and going into the promised land and having to do battle with the inhabitants. He was also trying to lead the Israelites who were very wayward and obstinate. He had to meet those challenges God called him to with strength and courage. In Joshua 1.6, it says, Be strong and courageous, for ye shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. What encouragement and challenge in the face of uncertainty and the great unknown to walk by faith and boldly step into it. We should anticipate times in our life that God challenges us to step out in faith and do something that may seem very uncomfortable and stretching, like skydiving. God did it to Joshua, just like he did to Moses, as he did to David with Goliath, and even in the New Testament when the apostles spreading the gospel and building this new church. Paul also was drawn into that challenge to step up to the plate. Sometimes the hesitancy we have is due to fear and a sense of inadequacy. Those men struggled with it, as you will, to give your all for Christ. We need to get to a place where we're not as much looking at ourselves and what we're able to do as what God is able to do through us if we obey Him. God calls us to that faith in every part of our life. That faith is actually strengthened by our sense of inadequacy and inability. When we see how weak we are, we allow God to work greatly in us. That's when we step out and risk it all for Christ. When Moses faced the challenges of leading the people of Israel in Exodus 3, God met his doubts and questions with his presence. Though Paul saw himself as a chief of sinners, he had a great boldness and declared that he could do all things through Christ who strengthens him in Philippians 4. Our excitement and confidence is in the Lord and not in ourselves. It's in His work and not what we can do on our own. As we walk through life, we should walk with the spiritual practice of prayer and a heart of dependence on Him for the guidance and strength for each day. Then we can step out into the adventure of the kingdom. Stepping out and extending your reach in life is also a result of continual learning. The more that we learn about God and understand who He is, the more confident we will be in His work. The more that we learn about the skills that God wants us to develop, and the more that we understand our gifts, the greater the boldness we will have. You should never stop sharpening your skills and gifts that God has given you. And we should also be confident because He will guide us and teach us. It's not all in the first part of life that we learn. We should be learning all the way through our lives and adapting to God's will and His calling on our lives. We need to always be open to His prompting through His Spirit and His Word. To be a Christian means to begin and to continue to grow through your life. God is always in the process of teaching us and changing us. It's so encouraging at the end of 2 Timothy chapter 4 that Paul asked Timothy to bring the books and the parchments. He requested those things at a time when he was in prison and facing death. In his time of difficulty that could have seemed hopeless, He continued to want to feed his heart and mind. Paul never stopped learning and studying the truth, and neither should we. What else can push us and challenge us to have an exciting and fruitful second part of life? I think one of the greatest drives is to have an eternal perspective. Paul had an eternal perspective. He realized his life was not just about himself and what he could see. 
He realized that how he lived his life had eternal consequences. He had a limited amount of time and lived with an eternal perspective. And so should we, especially as we live in the second part of our life. Eternity is closer to us, and that in itself gives us perspective and a motivation to make the most of our lives. In Psalms 103, verse 15, the psalmist talks about this. He says, As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. Knowing that we are like grass that is briefly here and quickly gone, it's important not to miss the opportunity that life is. What really matters is not what material things we have and that we get to do whatever we want, but the impact that we can have for Christ. Paul also writes about this in Ephesians 5, verse 15. He says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We need to be careful in the way we walk and the time we've been given. That's really a lot about what this series has been focused on. That's the most exciting part of living your life for the Lord and having a great second half of life. I want to end my days looking back on a life that is both satisfying and fruitful. The most exciting thing in life is seeing people come to Christ and grow in their faith. That desire every day prepares me for seeing the Lord face to face. Another reason to stretch out and step out in faith is because of the stewardship that God has given you. If you're a child of God, God has given you time, gifts, and talents, and relationships as a stewardship. That is a stewardship that you and I will be accountable for on the day that we see Jesus face to face. Jesus talks quite a bit about being ready for his return. In Matthew 25, he gives the parable of the talents. It's all about being a faithful servant. The master gives money to each of the servants and expects them to be faithful in investing it. The one who took what the master had given him and made more was honored, and the one who was not faithful was punished. I'm looking forward to that reward. All that we do now, we do because we love Christ and want to live for Him. But there's also the motivation that Jesus gives, time and energy and knowledge that the Father has given to you to go for it and not hold back in life. The last thing to consider as a reason to stretch out and give your all in this life is because it honors God. We don't often think about the angelic host that are watching over us, seeing our choices and priorities. We see the observers of our life clearly in the example of Job. Job didn't realize that there was an angelic host in the heavenlies that was watching him. But in Job's choices, struggling though he did, he honored the Lord by keeping the Lord first. You realize that you have the same choice, to honor the Lord, to glorify Him, and to further His kingdom. You may feel like you're all alone as you decide how to spend your time and what priorities to pursue in your life. But be aware, there may be others that are watching you as you honor the Lord and they are praising Him for your choices. Your choices communicate that He is worthy and that He should be honored. The challenge of this episode is for you to give your all for Christ to others. You will never regret it and it will be an exciting life. Living your life for others is the most satisfying and exhilarating thing you can do. That's right. We only have one life to live, and as we are now in the second part of life, it's our desire to spend it in ministry to others. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we do so much biblical counseling. 
That's why we're involved in leadership in different areas of Christian ministry. And we just want to encourage you to spend your life for the cause of Christ. We remember a sermon by Chuck Swindoll some years ago. It could have been 30 years ago, but the message challenged us to think about stepping up to the plate in ministry. Despite the feelings of inadequacy and the challenges around us, we were encouraged to give our heart and life in ministry. At the end of his sermon, he gave this final story that left a mark on us. It was a vivid illustration of how we could invest to give ourselves to other people, to do our very best for our Master. Yeah, Chuck Swindoll used this illustration. He said in Northwestern University, located at Evanston, Illinois, north of Chicago, for many years they had a volunteer life-saving crew. That life-saving crew was used to help ships and their people who were in distress on Lake Michigan. One time, the Lady Elgin, a passenger ship, was being broken up in the storm and the waves. This life-saving crew got together to do what they could to save these people. One of them was a young student from Garrett Biblical Institute preparing for a lifetime of missionary service. His name was Edward Spencer. He saw a woman clinging to some wreckage far out in the breakers, so he dove in the water, swam out, got the lady, and brought her out safely. Then as he looked back, he saw more victims and more victims, and he swam out until he had rescued 17 people by himself. He collapsed in exhaustion, and while tossing in his delirium, he cried out, Did I do my best? Did I do my best? His brother, who was standing by, said to him, You saved 17 lives. And he replied, Oh, if I could have only saved more. Now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to pray with your spouse about the ministries that God is calling you to, the ways He wants you to give your life and your time and your energy, the strategic relationships He's placed you in, and the gifts that He's given you that you should use to make the second half of your life the very best that it could be. What do you need to do in response to all the resources that God has given you with an expectation that you will be a good steward? Well, let me pray. Father, we thank you for this uh, topic, this idea of being challenged to stretch out, God. It, it certainly may not be include going skydiving at 80, God, but that example of somebody that is older being, being willing to step out and do something scary, God. There are so many opportunities in ministry that may seem daunting and scary, but I pray that you would prepare us, that you would train us, and that you would help us to step out in faith and see the ways that you're going to use us in other people's lives. Lord, challenge us, Father. Thank you that you go with us in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it for this episode and the series. We want to thank you for being with us. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at marriedbydesign at one at gmail.com. We appreciate your prayers. Thanks for allowing us to encourage you and challenge you as a couple. Would you share this podcast episode with somebody right now that could be encouraged by it? Thanks for doing that, and we'll look forward to next week on Married by Design. Mm-hmm.